Section 17 of Birds and Nature, Volume 9, Number 1, January 1901. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by David Lawrence, June 2017, in Wasega Beach, Ontario. The Collared Lizard, Crotophytus cholerus. The collared or ring-neck lizard may be found among the rocks and open woods of the plateau or in desert regions from southern Missouri southward into Mexico, westward to southeastern California, and northward to southern Idaho. However, this is its general range, and it is not common over all this territory. Though it has been known to ascend to an altitude of nearly 6,000 feet, yet it does not seem to have crossed the Sierra Nevada range, as it has not been observed at any point on the Pacific coast or the interior of California. The collared lizard is so called because of the black bars, which resemble a collar, and are situated between the forelegs and extend across the back of the animal. They vary greatly in color, depending on their age or geographical position. The back is usually some shade of dull or rather dark green, or it may have a bluish cast, with numerous oblong or rounded lighter spots, which may be either whitish or various shades of red, orange, or yellow. These spots may be quite definite or they may form quite continuous bands. The variations in color are much more marked in the young. Dr. Cope tells us that it runs very swiftly, carrying the tail over its back. In its manners, it is perhaps the most pugnacious of our lizards, opening its mouth when cornered and biting savagely. Its sharp teeth can do no more than slightly cut the skin. Mr. Frank M. Woodruff relates the following interesting account of his experiences with this lizard. I found the collared lizard at three points in Missouri, Vineland, DeSoto, and Pilot Knob. They are restricted to the rocky glades, where they live with the scorpions and the rattlesnakes. The only place where I found them abundant was between Vineland and the old Kingston mines. During the hot summer months, they make their appearance upon the broad slabs of rock, often quite a distance from their layers. When disturbed, they make a dash to escape, and usually in the direction that leads to their accustomed crevices, even though the intruder is in its path. I have had them run almost across my feet in their frantic efforts to hide. They are a somewhat terrifying object as they run toward you. At this time, they apparently assume a partly upright position, looking for all the world like a small edition of Mephistopheles. The Negroes are mortally afraid of them. They call them glade devils, and the more superstitious believe that the souls of the very bad Negroes reside in them. A Negro will never go through a glade frequented by this species, and will make a long detour to avoid doing so. The only time I ever saw a negro turn gray was when I brought one of these lizards to Ironton and asked for assistance in capturing it when it escaped. 
They are so swift in their movements that I found the best method of capturing them was by tying a noose of fine copper wire to a fish pole. This can be slipped over their heads as they lie sunning themselves, as they seem to pay little attention to the loop as it touches them. By exercising caution, it is possible to approach from the rear to within eight or ten feet without exciting them. They make delightful pets, if a lizard can be considered such, by feeding them through the winter on mealworms and in the summer on flies and grasshoppers, they can be kept for a year or more. End of section 17